The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up on the program, we have an all-female panel, The Passion View tonight with an all-media panel of women. We're going to talk about women and porn, talk about a guy who gets uh, fired for masturbating at work. How do we feel about that? Uh, And does marriage really improve sexual satisfaction? What about romance scams? Have you ever found yourself... Uh, falling for a uh, romance scam and sleeping with younger men. What's the deal? What's uh, better about that? So all of those topics and more, whatever female you want to get the female perspective on uh, on some topic, then by all means, share with us. That's coming up after 10.15. But first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514 800 Time for me to answer some questions, which you can email me anytime to laurie at drlaurie.com, and uh, I answer those questions at the beginning of the show. And if uh, you want to send them in throughout the show, you can do that too, and just listen in towards the end, and I will uh, I will answer them then. Uh, hello, Dr. Laurie. My question to you is, does water intake play a part in vaginal wetness, like the lack of hydration can cause the vagina not to produce enough clear lubrication. I couldn't get a direct or straightforward answer to this question on the web. Hopefully, uh, you can help me. So first of all, you are, in fact, right. If you don't drink enough liquids, it could potentially lead to vaginal dryness. Um, But before we can conclude that, you have to rule out any other causes. There are certain medications that uh, women can, that women take, uh, specifically like antihistamines, for example, that can also dry out the vagina. So before you go to, to conclude that you're not drinking enough water, you might want to see what medications uh, you, you are taking. Remember that the antihistamines, any medication that dries out the mucous membranes will dry out the, uh, the vagina as well because there are membranes, mucous membranes there too. Another potential um, cause could be not enough uh, stimulation. It's possible. Age is another factor. As women get older and they are menopausal or postmenopausal, vaginal dryness is definitely a likelihood. Uh, So that should be taken care of differently. So all depending on what the cause is. I mean, there's very limited information what you send me, so I really can only generalize uh, and surmise or hypothesize what could possibly be going on. So there's a, a few things that can be looked at. Uh, Doctor, I am experiencing pain in my testicles and in the area between the penis and the anus. I masturbate a few times a day, and I also have sex three to four times a week. One of my sex partners told me I should ask a doctor for a prostate exam, and when I told her about how much I masturbated, she advised that I could have some kind of irritation or inflammation of my prostate. Does masturbating frequently and having sex cause inflammation of the prostate? So there is a condition called uh, prostatitis. 
which includes pain in the perineum, which is the area between the anus and uh, the scrotum or the testicle. So you're right about that, that area. Uh, Usually, though, it includes pain in the lower back. Uh, and often in the penis and the testes. So it's a possibility, and you should be looked at by a medical doctor who can do all of the appropriate, uh, appropriate tests. When you're looking at the relationship between masturbation, though, and prostate cancer, uh, studies have shown that frequent masturbation in your 20s and 30s um, could actually increase the risk of prostate cancer in your 60s. However, uh, 50-plus-year-old men who masturbate frequently have a decreased risk. But there's uh, you, you can look up uh, the studies on that masturbation and prostate cancer risk because there have been other studies. It's, it's often not uh, completely... Um, completely clear because there's genetic predispositions, of course. There's all kinds of uh, other factors um, that can play a role. A texter writes, I'm 55 in menopause, never drink water, yet I'm always lubricated as I've always been a never dry. So I doubt it's a question of H2O. Uh, well, you're fortunate. I know quite a few 55-plus uh, women, though, who uh, who do suffer from vaginal dryness and who, um, you know, who also have, uh, like, lubrication issues during sex, even though it's not related to how they feel in terms of how aroused uh, they are. Uh, text writes, oh my God, I have this pain issue as well. I've been trying to figure out what it is for 15 years this is what I don't get. How do you have pain for 15 years and not ask your doctor about it, especially pain in your genital region? I mean, I'm sure you've been concerned with it. I'm sure it's worried you. Why not ask the doctor and say, hey, I've got pain here. Please find out what's wrong. Why is this, where's this coming from? So uh, please, people have to, you know, do that. Go get help if you need it. Uh, I'd like to ask, can a virginal area ever be rebuilt like she was before getting stretched out every few days for years? Will it ever feel right like she never did it? I'm asking because I fell in love with an ex-porn star that took a lot of abuse and I want to marry her if it will feel normal. Um, okay, let's talk about vaginas for a moment. Vaginas are like elastics. They bounce back to their original state after stretching. Uh, intercourse does not permanently change the vagina. It loosens with arousal, but then bounces back. Um, with age or with childbirth, depending on how many kids you've had, the vaginal muscles can fatigue and so may not snap back the way that uh, they used to. But then you have plenty of women who have given birth and their vaginas are right back to where they were before. It just takes a bit more time. So really, um, other than those two issues, the only time a permanent change happens is after the first time, um, (coughs) excuse me, a woman has sex. When a woman loses her virginity and the hymen is stretched, 
or we call it a broken hymen, the vagina widens a little bit. So will it be like the first time? (coughs) Excuse me. The answer is no. Unfortunately, these days, uh, some doctors even do something called a vaginoplasty that tightens up a vagina. But why would you want to do this? You have to think about that. Coming up, the passion view. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. People, you'll have to forgive me for my voice. I don't know what happened. I left my voice in Europe. <laughs> like, I was sick the whole time I was there. Just like, not sick sick, but losing my voice. I thought, okay, like two weeks have gone by. Like, I should be okay by now. And then I go and lose it right here. All right. So good. Thankfully, Paris is here as part of our female panel because she's used to taking over my show. So Paris, I'm just warning you, if I have a coughing fit, you're taking over. I'm happy to, but Uh, you'll be fine. All right. Great. We've got an all media panel of women tonight uh, talking about things from women and pornography, uh, men masturbating at work. Would women ever do such a thing? Uh, Does marriage improve sexual satisfaction? Better orgasms when you're a bit high. Is it worth it? All kinds of topics and whatever you want to throw our way. In studio, we have, of course, Paris Mansouri, who is a CJD 800 contributor, uh, and she is my replacement when I'm away. Uh, Alyssa DeRosa, who is a lifestyle reporter for mtltimes.ca, and CJD's own Elizabeth Zogalis. She's a reporter and producer, uh, not just for uh, this station, but also for TSN 690. Welcome, ladies. Well, hello. Hello. It's nice to have you on this side of the uh, of the glass, it uh, is. Liz, right? Yeah, it's a different uh, experience. I know. You've produced uh, our show in the past as well. Uh, so there's lots of topics I want to cover with you, and you know, we'll see where it goes. We often don't know where exactly it's going to go, but that's okay. So I was reading this article... Um, a sociologist of religion on Protestants, porn, and the purity industrial complex. So that's the, the headline, but it got my attention. The, he, this guy wrote a book called Addicted to Lust, Pornography in the Lives of Conservative uh, Protestants. And he was looking at, uh, I guess, very right-wing or very, maybe not right-wing, but very religious people and their pornography use. And what he found was that those who were most religious – had the um, had the most um, con- negative consequences to viewing porn. So, in other words, even though they the even though the the most religious tended to view porn just as much or almost as much as uh, the non-religious, uh, they tended to have more consequences. Of course, it makes sense, right? They're growing up with puritanical views about sexuality, the morality part. So, when they're behaving. In a way that goes against what they're thinking, ooh, I shouldn't be doing this, or this is against God, or this is whatever, it creates this conflict and so creates some depression, and so it can be concluded that porn causes depression. Of course not. You can't make that kind of conclusion, but you're looking at that group. But what I found even more interesting in all of this is women, because women view porn too. Women view porn too, and 
uh, just talking about how the shame that like there's there's a bit of a, a double standard and for women in the let's say more religious women that if they are lusting over uh visual things, if they are looking at pornography and uh, masturbating to that or getting turned on, they actually feel like perverts, like worse than the guys feel because it's their traditional views. Like, it's okay. We know men will do it. We know men will, like, get turned on by that stuff. But what if I do? So I thought it would be an interesting topic to think about pornography and women viewing pornography and uh, it, do you feel there's still a double standard? Do women talk about it? Is there uh, still some shame attached to it? So I just wanted to get your take on that as as women. Who wants to go first? Liz, you go. I, I love that I have to go Don't first. Don't you love that? <laughs> I ask you who wants to, but I give you the, you know. I feel like I'm in school again. <laughs> um, obviously, I can't speak from a religious standpoint because I did not grow up in a religious house. I was, I became intrigued with, pornography from a very young age uh as young as I remember being in a depener and wanting to see what a playboy magazine looked like so I would steal the playboy <laughs> magazine I would put it in another magazine cover how old were you I must have been eight nine wow yeah, yeah okay. no I really really young I was just intrigued curiosity by it. Yeah. right um and then staying up late at night you would remember when it was I guess they call it like squiggly porn oh the the, the scrambled yeah. stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was always bleu intriguing. Nuit. yeah bleu nuit. not even uh -huh. bleu nuit it was we're talking pay-per-view oh pay-per-view yeah, stuff okay it was because bleu nuit you could get in quebec i got 2 a.m like, yeah on, on like tv <laughs> yeah, but it was still but, scrambled yeah. Anyway, yeah um and then i was very intrigued by that and then every once in a while the screen would get clear and it was like oh my god wow this is so weird and then from there i think the internet became a thing and once well we got the internet in my house when i was 13 so we're going back to you know mid 90s mm -hmm. from there i just saw it all <laughs> like i saw it and all. you sought it out right like yep. you were yep. you were seeking yeah. and, out and that information the internet was very different then too so you could you saw we saw some weird and when i say we it was myself and my best friend uh <laughs> of course <laughs> it yeah. sounds so weird uh, out, out no, your best friend i never spoke to my friends about it that's so interesting oh we yeah very and to this day we're still very open with each other um i'm, I'm very open with most of my girlfriends about so there was never yeah. any shame attached to it for you or was there it wasn't the shame of watching it no the shame I think came as I started getting older and exploring myself, mm -hmm. then I would feel a little weird, like, oh, what am I doing? But I mean, I'm in my 30s now, so that's that's, that's long, long gone. gone. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. I, I think it's interesting, though. But do you think guys feel the same shame in exploring themselves? That's the thing. It's because guys, I think, often talk about it with each other. We see it. We, you know, we're kind of surrounded by that kind of thing. I don't know what why but i do feel like there is a difference i'm trying to figure out why there would be mm -hmm. like a different sense of curiosity or it being quote unquote okay to explore it like in my mind when i would because i was also curious about those magazines as well i grew up in the 90s where 
you would see them they'd be like in the back oh, of yeah. the magazine yeah. 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 like yeah. you'd have the sports magazine you'd have the fashion ones and then the back row covered or in plastic but there are a few that don't have plastic okay. on them those are the ones i'd pick up and read the the the, the stories in yeah. too yeah. But <laughs> I, I would stories. wonder i would like sometimes you would see guys looking at them and for some reason I knew that it was okay for guys, but maybe mostly because they were of nude women. So probably in my mind, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course guys are going to want to see that. Um, but I, I was curious to see like what these women are, are doing. Yeah. Like that's exactly, the, I was very curious yeah. to see right. what it was that they were doing in this. And I was honestly recalling it, not that I did it that many times, but the few times that I did it, they were just naked. There were no acts involved. There were, there was, it was just nude women. Right. Or there was also, I remember in the back of record stores, if you remember, there were a few. Video um, stores, you mean? Like sorry? adult sections? No, record, like, were, like discus. Like L, oh, like LP record yes, stores? Yes, like uh -huh. there were record stores back in the day. And if you go all the way to the back in the poster section, there were posters of like a few female singers. Like I'll never forget, there was one, her name was Samantha Fox. And oh my she God, had Fox. topless pictures that are posters. And these were amongst, like, you had new kids on the block, and you had, like, and you would, like, go through all of them. But it's almost then... like it's a regular thing for guys and for women because we're not, we are not, we were, have not been socialized that way. No. It's, it's much more about good girls don't do that kind of stuff, right? Like, we still have, there's still a bit of that. I remember one of my first projects, actually in journalism school, my first radio class, we had to do something that we were terrified of. Okay. And we had to... We Is this that Concordia Journalism? Yes. And we had to uh, record sounds from wherever we were, and people had to guess where we were. And I... Well, I can only imagine where you went. I was terrified of sex shops. Just like what? that, you were terrified. Not terrified, but I, I felt so uncomfortable okay. walking into a sex shop. I, and I'm like, I, I just couldn't, so... My friend and I, who we were both kind of, we both felt odd about walking into a sex shop. And I wasn't young. I wasn't 13. I was talking about 18 years old. And we're like, okay, we're going to walk into a sex shop. So we walked into seduction. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were taking uh, recordings of vibrators. And we were like slapping things on the, on the, <laughs> on the tables <laughs> just to be there. And it was so, it was so awkward. Even walking in there for me, it was awkward. Because even though at 18, I was still, like, very new. To the sexual world, Exactly. I guess. Right, right, right. And unlike you girls, I never sought out porn. I never sought out magazines. I would walk into an adult, well, not an adult video store, but a regular video store, and I would see the adult section. I would be like, okay, I need to walk away oh, now. I, I, would, <laughs> I would peek through the hole. Like, I, I, was, really, I, I was, totally yeah. did, too. And I didn't grow up in any religious family, none of that. But I you're was Italian, just, right? Yeah, but my parents aren't... They didn't, like, raise me religiously or, like, porn is bad or sex is bad. Right. I didn't even know what porn was. But I had no... <laughs> I was very, like... I guess maybe because I lost my virginity at an older age. And I don't know. It was just very taboo to me to walk into a, anything of that sort. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder where it comes from, right? Like you say, you didn't have that religious upbringing. However, I would say that growing up, let's say within that Italian community, or you hear things. It's not like just, your parents could be very cool, but you still know that they know that oh, good girls don't do that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they don't say it 
out loud. So there's still that double stem, but that's changing. I really see that shifting. Simply, I just look at the the numbers of women uh, watching porn now, right? It's, I don't remember what it is, like 40 or 60% or something like that. Still not at the level that guys do. But Yeah, I, I don't think we need it the same way. I, I think it's, yes, yeah, okay, I, think it's, I agree. Really? I I think that we don't need the visuals in the same way. I think yeah, if you right. ask women, mm-hmm. like, That's would true. you rather read a really good erotic novel uh, or watch porn? I think a lot of women would choose the good erotic novel. Well, this really? is what we were saying before. I The Fifty Shades of Grey didn't do anything for me. I wasn't <laughs> interested at all. Um, but I, for me personally, I'd rather... I'd rather watch porn than than read. Okay. Um, oh no, for me a it was erotic. Uh, really? Book. Yeah. I remember growing up as a teenager, and maybe this is what sparked all my interest. But Jackie Collins books and Harold Robbins, like you don't know these authors, but these were trash novel authors, and they would write the steamiest scenes that oh yeah steamy 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 (laughs) stuff even even harlequin romances had a lot of sex in them like i was reading all of that stuff and that to me sparked far more uh interest than the visuals which is interesting we should uh, explore that what works best for you the visuals or reading erotica i'd love to hear from women on this uh Alyssa DeRosa, elizabeth zogalis and paris mansory in studio with us for the passion view uh coming up we'll talk about a guy who gets fired for masturbating at work let's see what the ladies think about that the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Was a company right to terminate the employment of a gentleman who was masturbating in the bathroom during work time? Our all-media panel tonight, uh, Alyssa DeRosa, lifestyle reporter for MTL Times, Elizabeth Sogalis, who's a reporter and producer for CJD 800 and TSN 690, and Paris Mansory, who's a regular CJD 800 contributor. I was reading this story, and I was like, okay. Uh, so they, uh, the, they had cause to terminate the employee because his colleagues could hear what he was doing, and it caused embarrassment and distress in the workplace. The employee had also been warned about his behavior two years earlier. The arbitrator was asked to decide whether the act of loudly masturbating in a stall justified discipline and termination and whether a bathroom stall is a sufficiently private place. He says, on this point, I accept that there is nothing illegal about masturbation. He said, the problem is the employee violated the privacy and sense of personal decorum of his coworkers and ignored warnings to stop. He instead conducted an activity that he knew, and certainly ought to have known, would and did cause embarrassment and distress to his coworkers once they became aware that he was doing it in close proximity to them. He claims that he wasn't making too much noise. He claims that he was watching porn on his phone without the sound, uh, blah, blah. But this was going on for like 
a couple of years. So they finally, and he was a unionized employee. Okay. So it's hard to get rid of the unionized employee. Uh, yeah, they finally let him go. He was, he was also, his argument was, or the arguments presented in his case was that, well, he couldn't help himself because he was a sex addict as if that would be like, sufficient no, get help you know <laughs> that, i think that makes it worse it's like okay you're an alcoholic and you can't help yourself and so therefore it's okay that you're drinking all day exactly exactly it's, it's like being drunk at work yeah right it's the equivalent yeah. and then or or being net you could still do your job but because you're drinking you're making lewd comments for exactly. example or you're misbehaving in some way or it's behaving inappropriately I think you, we're all I mean, can you imagine? I, I, I knew I you'd all agree. I, I didn't yeah. think you'd disagree. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, you, especially now where bathrooms are often uh, gender neutral, let's say. And mm-hmm. so you can have stalls where uh, mm-hmm. you have men and women in yeah. the same stalls. And we don't have that at the station here. But um, I know there are plenty of places that do. So I think that would make just about anybody uncomfortable. Absolutely. I don't think anybody could argue with that one, right? On a lighter topic, why do some women prefer sleeping with younger men? (laughs) New research sheds some light on the sexual lives of cougars. I hate the fact that they call like older women cougars because what? You can be a cougar at any age, right? If you're 35 and you want to date a guy who's 20 or 25, does that make you a a cougar? It's just a negative, bit of a, a negative thing. So... Uh, what is it about dating younger men? So they interviewed uh, women between the ages of 30 to 60 who reported having 30, relationships 30 with younger 60. men. Yeah, 30 to 60. Uh, <laughs> they had to, the, and the people they were with had to be at least five years younger. So the guys had to be at least five years younger. And th- these were the findings. The women were attracted to the younger men's sexual stamina. The women felt more comfortable expressing their sexual uh, assertiveness, and women felt able to place greater importance on their own sexual pleasure. So they were less concerned about <laughs> giving pleasure, much more concerned about, oh, do it for me. Uh, they say younger men try a bit harder. They want to impress you with their skills and their prowess, what they're able to do, and to what extent they can pleasure you. I have the feeling that they try harder than older men. <laughs> All right. Who's been with younger men? Is that true? Is it not? Who wants to answer? Paris, you could you could say it verbally. The, I'm not, not five television, years. so I'm shaking my head innocently. Why do you have? You're to not so me? innocent because it's radio and you're on the show. Share, please. Um, do share. Listen, before I get into younger guys, it is, and it also depends on the kind of younger guys because younger guys. Age doesn't matter anymore in terms of income. You can be in your early 20s and be making a very comfortable salary. So it's not like the quote-unquote sugar mama thing where you're taking care of a guy. Right. So there could be a tremendous amount of confidence, whether it's personal confidence, looks, financial, all of it. What I find with older guys is... Younger guys. No, older guys. older guys. Is that their stamina is not there. Like I was seeing this guy. How much older? Wait, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What, exactly. Forty-five. What age? Oh, yeah, okay. Forty-five. Yeah. He like one round done. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, how many <laughs> rounds do you want him to go? At least Jeez. three. Three. I was gonna say three. <laughs> wait, wait. 
Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's three. the time for three? Three rounds. Like, <laughs> yeah, three for sure. Three rounds, same three rounds. night. They're done yeah. after one. Same and night. literally, like, <laughs> if she's, like, sorry. Jeez, I like, can't remember when that happened. <laughs> I gotta three, say yeah. it, 55. And it's so right? funny that we all said three. But yeah, so there you go, consensus. So the stamina. So but it, 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 well, yeah, it's biology also. It's like mm-hmm. men, as they get older, need a bit more time to re- recover <laughs> <laughs> from ejaculation to ejaculation. It, no, it's just truth. interest. Like there's, there's also this. I feel when you're young, when you're older, you kind of not set in your ways, but you kind of figured like your moves, quote unquote, and the things that have worked before, and you forget that they might not work again, and so they're not as, they will not explore as much. They're not as adventurous in bed. Who the who's not as adventurous? Older men. I'm the say. older men aren't as adventurous. At all. See, I you know like I've dated guys. That's interesting. I've dated I don't guys know. who are <laughs> okay, but you know what? Did you hear Dr. Laurie's flat tone? That's interesting. Like, <laughs> that's not reflective of fact, Paris. But, but what, okay, but no, but it depends on what's older. When I was twenty-eight, and I was dating a thirty-three-year-old, that's not older. Like I'm thirty-five now, and now. 33 to me okay we're the same age but if you're talking i would if at 35 i start dating a 50 year old that's different because i've never i i've never dated anybody that older and i've never dated anybody younger than two or three years younger than me i think actually i think the max was i think five years we weren't dating but i did date someone with a very big age gap when i was 21 and he was 47 whoa whoa yeah whoa that was a very big age difference he did not look or act his age but i find maybe like when i was dating the the 45 year old not really dating whatever you want to call it i was in (laughs) yeah yeah, me too i use the term lightly for dating yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i was in my 30s and so maybe they don't feel like they need to step it up as much because they're like oh they're in their third maybe it would have been different if i was in my 20s but i just find i find the younger you are especially right now and especially if you've got things going for you your private life is just another area that you want to excel at like i've got this part going this part going like let's do this let's go mm-hmm. let's yeah. max it well, out right my, my my thing with a younger guy is and we're talking if at my age younger being like 22 or 23 I don't even know how to talk to them because they have this lingo and I just, <laughs> I'm thinking of some of the younger guys. Like, Already you're here. feeling They're old. Like, right? Yeah. Lit. And then you I feel old. You need to yeah. get lit. And, well, and then, <laughs> and, and for me too, I need to have some kind of, um, not, I don't want to say emotional connection, but I have to have, there has to be something there that we have in common for me to sometimes right. it's to. just a connection it could be sports it could be there, yeah, okay, you meet a 22 year old who loves the that's expos. true that's I mean. true right yeah you're right but i guess i haven't been there i haven't i haven't been in a situation where well, I, I was presented I. with that opportunity well who knows uh you know it's always time the young guys are listening uh, this texter writes if a woman likes and dates younger men they're cougars if men date younger women they're dirty old men double standard much <laughs> Uh, or sugar daddies, mm, or sh- like there's, yeah. it's not, it's it, we still have this not viewed so great kind of thing. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about romance scams. Are you at risk for a romance scam? I've heard so many stories recently. It's uh, a little scary. We'll talk to our ladies panel, Alyssa, Elizabeth, and Paris coming up.
Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. All right, we're having a little bit of fun talking about uh, women dating younger men off air. I keep forgetting to tell people to check out our Facebook live feed because you could see all the sharing and oversharing that happens behind the scenes and how we continue to have that conversation. Alyssa DeRosa is a lifestyle reporter for mtltimes.ca. Elizabeth Zogalis is a reporter and producer for us right here at CJD 800. And Paris Mansouri, who's a CJD 800 contributor, an all-female media panel tonight for The Passion View. Uh, we have uh, one gentleman on the line who wants to speak to us. Hi, Gino. Hey, ladies. How's it going? Great. How are you? Hi. Very good. Thanks. Hello, hello. But did this conversation stir up a couple of memories? I'll tell you that. When I was 19, I was working in a hospital, and I dated this nurse. She was 42. Wow. Okay. So before her, I thought I knew what I was doing. Oof, Maron, did she take me to school? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you learned a lot from her. Uh, basically, I, I, from now on, I am, I intimidated women that were my age after that. You know, so it was like, uh, yeah, she took me to school. Basically. And I bet you she loved your 19-year-old stamina. Well, maybe, yeah, I guess so, because uh, we dated for about two months. And we, we both realized it wasn't going to go anywhere else but that, because obviously the age gap, you can't really have something too serious at that yeah, point. Yeah, so exactly. It was just fun, you know, so... You know, I had a lot of fun. It was fun for her and fun for you. <laughs> Believe me, I don't think she was go. interested in taking it further there than that. <laughs> well, thanks oh, yeah. for sharing. By the way, I love your show. It takes me an hour to get home every <laughs> night. At this time, I finish at 10, so keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Gino. Appreciate it. I'm glad we can keep you company on the way home. Take care. Bye. Uh, this text writes, I'm 57 and have been pursued by a 34-year-old. My husband passed away last year, so was missing the intimacy, and I decided to go for it. He said he wanted my experience and thought I would be less inhibited than a younger woman. And I, I think that's what men, why men seek out older women, mm -hmm. is they like the fact that the, the older women are more sure of themselves are less inhibited, they're more comfortable in their skin, they seem to know a bit more of what they want. doesn't mean that some younger women don't. It's just this is what they seek out. And I think uh, the consensus is that women seek out uh, stability. I mean, uh, stamina. I <laughs> Not stability, stamina. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Is it the ex – is it – does the experience come sexually with age or does it come with the amount of time? Because you can be sexually – promiscuous and have a lot of um, sexual activity with different partners. Is it that th that makes you better or is it age and comfort with your body or like it's which age is it? and comfort with your body and uh, getting to a place where you start to um, think about what it is that uh, you want and what works for you. So maybe as women get a little older, they get maybe a bit more demanding of what, what they want, but also because they know what they want. But men appreciate that. They want a partner who does know what they want so that they can get even the direction. And so they feel competent because the women are able to tell them what they want. They can do it for them, and it's a win-win for everybody. So I think that wisdom and that this is why they say often that women peak later. You know, they often say like women peak in their 30s or 40s or sexual peak. It isn't a real sexual peak. It's a, it's a mind thing. It's a peaking of the brain at that point. I just remembered something. 
uh, in a situation with a younger guy. I was on vacation. Oh, um, no, it's oh, kind of no, no, you know what? It is? It's it's got nothing to do with the actual act of of sex. What I found extremely intriguing that no older guy, or at least a guy my age, has ever asked me, and I think this is a sign of the times. We were at a bar, and he he picked me picked up each other at a bar. When we got back to his place, he stopped. Like we started, he stopped and he said. I just want to make sure you and I are both on the same page for what's about to happen here. Great consent, exactly. And I and that and he he was twenty five, and this was not that long ago. So th- I remember thinking that that for sure has to be an age thing, because uh, of everything right. that's been going on. Is it a mm-hmm. Me Too thing or anything? Yes, well, a Me Too thing. It's a generation, it's a generation, a generation thing. thing. Exactly. So that says yeah. that that generation is far more conscious. Yeah. Or a conscience, uh, like, has that thinking yeah. ahead yeah. Uh, because they're hearing that conversation a lot more. Can yeah. I tell you, though, athletes have had it for a lot, like, I feel like for a lot longer. Well, athletes, athletes have had what? The consent? That whole, the consent Please. Thing? There's, feel, there's, there's such know. a rape culture in the athletic world. Are you kidding me? Has a story. I, I feel like every athlete, like, professional athlete I've dated has always like has has been very cautious uh, maybe because i'm a reporter and i, I guess maybe, I, but... I don't know but i've i've had conversation with kai as you know a good friend of mine and a football a professional football player we've had conversations about what goes on in the sports world and sex and like i don't i did not get that sense that there was this whole oh i'm going to be responsible and make sure and Oh. No, there's a lot of a lot more ego at play there than. Uh, I think there's a lot more at stake for an athlete. Yeah, there 100%. is, which yeah. is why it's far more. I think Paris is getting to the point where it's far more important to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. You know, but uh, still, I, I'm not so sure. I don't know. In 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 certain areas where there is a like a, I don't. I, I hate to just use the word rape culture for for uh, you know to describe an entire. Uh, area, but there's more of that going on um, because of the positions that they're in, because of the power imbalance, because of it's like rock stars and their groupies, you know? I think for some athletes too, especially if they went through the American system, from high school you're put on a pedestal. Right. And then you go through, you get on a pedestal even higher when you start to play, you know, uh, Division One sport, and they are not used to hearing no. Right, that, exactly, and that that becomes an issue right there. So there you go. So I think that uh, that that's part of it. Sorry, Paris, you lost Sorry. this one. You you dated uh, nice ones. Okay, yeah. dated this set uh, dated in quotation marks. Uh, <laughs> there's a text who writes, "I'm 31 year old man, and I'm dating a woman who is 18 years older. I will that's never odd. go back to someone my age. Too wow. much drama and not knowing what they want. I couldn't be happier." So that about sums it up, actually. This about (laughs) sums up the experience of a lot of men who date older women. That's exactly what they say. Well, we've had some interesting conversations tonight. Thank you, ladies. Uh, Alyssa, where can people find you? On Instagram, Miss Ali DXOX or Montreal underscore Times. Wonderful. And Liz, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EZOGALIS. That's E Z O G A L I S. Or on Instagram, EZ on Air. Or just uh, listen here and, you know. Yeah, uh, or listen to CJD listen or CJD. TSN 690. She'll be reporting. 
reporting the news sometime soon. Uh, Paris Mansouri. At Paris Mansouri on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And let's not forget, people can listen to you on the John Pohl Show every Thank Friday, yes. giving uh, tech advice or app advice. Yes, so the apps of the week. So the apps that, because there's billions of apps out there and you never know what to get. She for filters the them for you. Yeah, so I filter the apps by I love. I have learned so much from that segment. Really? Yeah, I love it. Love it. So listen to Paris. uh, I think it's at 9 o'clock or something like that, right, on Friday night. In Montreal and Toronto. Yeah, that's wonderful. Look at you. (laughs) Made made syndication there. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We uh, love spending time with you. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful guy behind the glass, uh, Brian Kalisar. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website to drlori.com. Don't forget, you can always send in your emails, your questions to me to lori at drlori.com or just go through the website. Uh, coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.